0: This is Emily Frisk from Chicago, and this WBEZ podcast is made possible with the support of listeners like me. Send WBEZ some love by making a donation online at WBEZ.org. Thanks.
1: No, no, thank you. I'm Jason Mark, and from WBEZ Chicago, this is the best of BEZ talk. <laughs> Domestic violence is a serious issue. Gang violence is a serious issue, but until recently, the connections between the two have been rarely addressed. WBEZ's Pritzker fellow, Adriana Cardona, was tipped off to the link between the two by Marina Alonso, a parent coordinator at Hedges Elementary School in Chicago's Back of the Yards neighborhood. That tip led to some fantastic reporting, which led to the piece you're about to hear, And then when that piece ends, Nyla Budu of the afternoon shift dives even deeper with both Adriana and Marina. But for now, check out Adriana's report on the best of BEZ Talk.
2: Uvaldina is a single mother of six. She works a night shift at a packing company so she can be there when her kids come home from school. She's raising them alone. She says her husband abused her verbally and physically almost every weekend.
0: I came home drunk one day.
2: I was pregnant with my 12-year-old, and the police came home and arrested him because they found him hitting me. I was on the floor with my face covered in blood. Ubaldina says she didn't have the strength to end the relationship until her husband tried to abuse her oldest daughter.
0: I got up. I didn't
2: make any noise or turn on the lights. I was going to the bathroom and everything was dark. I went back and heard my daughter's bed moving, and that's when I opened the door, and I found him there, but my daughter had no clothes on. All her children slept in that same bedroom. They saw what happened next.
0: I took him out
2: of the room. I slapped him in the face twice and pushed him out. I was so angry that I remember going to the kitchen sink and grabbing a knife. I wanted to kill him. Uvaldina took her kids out of their house and waved down a cop car. Juvenal, her oldest son, who is now 16, was terrified.
3: That really got to me. I wanted to, like, already be grown so I could beat up my dad. I wanted to beat him up, and I got so mad.
2: His dad was arrested, convicted, and is still in prison. Ovaldira says her kids got some counseling at the time, but nothing to deal with all the domestic violence they witnessed at home. Today, eight years later, Juvenal and his younger sister still struggle with anger. They've both been arrested for getting into fights at school.
3: My anger is like when you feel like your blood is coming up to your head and it's not working back now. You you get like this, this nervous feeling and your hands ball up, you know.
2: Experts say that anger can lead to violence on the streets if youth like Juvenal have ties to local gangs.
1: Domestic violence is basically at the root of much of the violence that we see here on the streets.
2: Father David Kelly is with a group called Precious Blood Ministry of Reconciliation. He's teaching at-risk youth, even rival gang members, how to resolve their disputes peacefully.
1: Most of the kids who we deal with who are locked up speak of the violence that they've had to endure a good part of their life.
2: Other agencies are seeing the same pattern, but the data is limited and there is no way to measure how big the problem is in Chicago. Some domestic violence agencies say they're starting to identify and treat those youth, but they lack resources and can serve only small pockets of the population. Even when the resources are there, it can be hard to fight the influence of gangs over kids like Juvenal. He says if he has trouble at home or he's being bullied and no one is around to protect him, the gangs are there.
3: It's easy, man. It's real easy. If what you need is protection, they're going to throw it at you.
2: His mom says the gangs have been after him since he was 13. He's got cousins who are already gang members. What stands between Juvenal and the gangs is the aid of one cop. morning,
3: guys. Good morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go to
2: the front. Yeah. Hi, uh, Rafa. Officer Rafael Yanez mentors Juvenal uh, and I'm other at-risk youth.
3: He's running away from the problems and... Male role models that he has are not the most positive ones, but are the only ones there.
2: Yanis picks up Juvenal and his sisters every Saturday and drives them to a local gym on his own time. Juvenal sits up front so they can talk.
3: How's those songs? I'm building, I'm trying to build a studio in my room. Oh, yeah? But I need the...
2: the At the gym, they talk about the importance of keeping good grades for college, and as usual, they play ball.
3: (laughs) He's dumbing me now, man. That's pretty good. I mean, I saw you running around, like, getting better.
2: Man, you're We're losing. That's why. They're playing like
3: they're winning. You're winning already for me.
2: Yanya says it's hard for Juvenal to control his anger, and that gets him in trouble.
3: There was a, a time where I had to be in his high school. I was called by the principal maybe every week, sometimes every other day, to come and talk to him about... His behavior.
2: He says Juvenel's mom, Uvaldina, calls him when her son comes home late or breaks the rules. I pray to God so my kid would not accept to join the gangs. Juvenel's family lives in a crowded apartment. The TV is always on. His younger siblings play everywhere. At home, he loses his temper easily. Uvaldina worries because her son is growing up without a father. And if he wants to go out, the gangs are right there.
3: My perimeter is just where I live and how do I get to school, that's it. Like Sometimes I get mad because I can't go places that some of my friends can go to.
2: There is a constant reminder of the looming violence just across the street. It's a memorial made of stuffed animals and beer bottles. A young man stoops to clear garbage away from it and says... The altar's there to remember a friend who was shot there three years ago on Thanksgiving.
3: All his friends gathered up before going back to their families for Thanksgiving. And uh, I guess they thought they were gangbangers and started shooting at the group. And he's the one that got shot.
2: So who else sees this every day? And he says he stays inside as much as he can. He's trying to figure out how to build that recording studio in his bedroom out of foam and cardboard. But the lure of the streets is evident, even in his favorite rap tune.
3: Yeah, we and and ready to fight. I like the sound of that, how it goes. Cause I mean it reminds me like you always stand up, you know? Never let nobody put you down.
2: Even though Juvenal's trying to stay out of a gang, he knows one more fight could change everything. If he joins, He says he'll have to get tattooed, carry their guns, and sell their drugs. But when I ask Jovenel where he sees himself in five years, he says he isn't sure if he'll even make it that far. Adriana Cardona, WBEC.
0: This is the Afternoon Shift on WBEC. I'm Nyla Boudou. That's the story of Juvenel and his mom in the back of the yards. Powerful stuff, Adriana. He said he's not even sure if he's going to be here in five years. Yeah. We're going to continue this conversation as well with Adriana and also Marina Alonzo. She's the parent coordinator at Hedges Elementary School and who Adriana was talking about originally. So, Marina, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Adriana, was this story hard to do, hard to report?
2: Yeah, um, I thought it was going to be a little bit easier, but definitely uh, trying to find the uh, family to profile was very hard, uh, mainly because a lot of people um, are, one, afraid to come forward, um, and I mean, I talked to not only Marina was helping me out, trying to get someone, but I also had uh, an interrupter from Cure Violence helping me out. I had other agencies, other organizations, and one thing is to come forward and be able, be able to look counseling. Another thing is actually be able to talk about it for a for story on the radio, and uh, especially when when there is a connection with with your kids actually experiencing anger issues and and also being lured by gangs and you don't know, you not knowing whether, you know, wh- where, where that's going to go. So, yeah, it was very hard to, to get that family. And and also it was very hard to 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 get uh, concrete data that will actually kind of like give me some some more uh, information. But anecdotally, a lot of people, a lot of service providers told me that there was definitely a very strong and invisible connection.
0: Marina, how do you see that connection playing out? Uh, well, um, I know the family that that she interviewed her, and um, with I, I've also worked with the mom, and a lot of times we feel that uh, we kind of ignore the child who is within the domestic violence family. We more or less focus on the mom because she is the one that's going through it uh, and we try to give her as much help as we can but we are forgetting that young person and if we talk to a lot of the teachers a lot of the people that come in contact with those children we will realize that they are not getting the help that they need and when Juvenil said that he doesn't know if he's going to make it uh, he can't see the future in five years he doesn't know where he's going to be that is so, I've heard that so many many times by a lot of gang members who uh, are now serving time, who have graduated from the schools around, uh, you know, the back of the yards. And when you talk to them, when they're in eighth grade and you say, what what do you plan to do? They have no idea what they're going to do. Number one, they don't know whether they're going to be at home. Uh, tomorrow night, because they don't know if their father's going to come drunk and throw them out of the house. They don't know if uh, mom is going to be okay when they get home. So when we are asking children to come to school and learn, um, we are asking them to do something that they um, can't even they can't even do because they can't focus. Uh, Uh, in school because they're too busy worrying about their mom being at home or whether there's going to be their dad waiting when they get home. That's one thing. The other thing is that if we focus, uh, if we start focusing a lot on the kids that have already um, are in the system and if you talk to those, um, those young men, you will find out that a lot of them have come from homes where domestic violence have taken place. Kate, thanks for calling.
4: Hi, I wanted to uh, let people know as well that in Illinois, we have a statewide program called Safe from the Start that addresses this issue specifically by providing services for the youngest children, children under six, who've been exposed to any kind of violence, um, including domestic violence, in order to try to break some of these cycles and get that help to children quickly Um, and there are four safe from the start programs that serve different communities in chicago and unfortunately the funding is very limited they're very small programs you know they can't come close to meeting the need that is out there for services for young children who've been exposed to violence but the program exists because um, as mental as mental health professionals, now we really know that there is a strong link between children being exposed to violence, especially when they're very young, mm-hmm. and then a increased risk for them to become either perpetrators or victims of violence as they grow older.
1: that call from a listener named Kate wraps up another great conversation here on The Best of BEZ Talk. The Best of BEZ Talk is a production of Chicago Public Media. Talk programming on WBEZ is produced by Carrie Shepard, Eileen Heiken and Weiss, Steve Bynum, Becky Vlamis, Alexandra Solomon, Joe Dessau, and me, Jason Mark, the executive producer of WBEZ Talk Programming, and the captain of the station softball team. I'm not sure which he's more proud of, is Justin Kaufman. Subscribe to any and all of our podcasts in iTunes. Be sure to rate and review us while you're there. Also, like us on the Facebooks, follow us on the Twitters at WBEZ. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. More information available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Until next time... I'm Jason Mark. Thanks for listening.